friends this is your co-pilot jordan and i am currently writing solo nick is not here we are in fact nicholas it's just me um but despite that this is going to be a very special episode because we're going to actually reflect on the conversation about freelance versus agency that nick and i just had and you know while i think we both have two good but different points of view here i wanted to bring on someone that is kind of doing both right now. Um, and so I reached out to my buddy Matt Erickson to get a little bit more perspective. Matt is a creative designer out of Minnesota. I, I don't know how to say that word without doing that. I'm sorry. Uh, he specializes in brand identity, packaging design, illustration, um, and he's also an insanely talented sign painter and muralist. I just recently discovered that, Um, and I don't know if muralist is a word, but I think it is, so I'm going with it. Um, And if anyone listening is unfamiliar with Matt and his work, uh, let's just fill that void because the dude's work is dope. Honestly, I would say, pause this right now, go check him out. I think that once you get a glimpse of how ridiculously talented this guy is, and then you get over that jealousy, uh, I think his words are going to hit even harder than they do. And the guy can land a punch. Um, so you can find him at ericksondesign.co um, or his Instagram handle, and that's at mattericksson32. Um, and that's Matt with two Ts. But I wanted to hand him the mic uninterrupted because I think, you know, he sits exactly in the middle of where this episode takes place. Uh, he's currently playing the role of freelancer and agency designer over at Q Design, um, and that's Q with a C. I would check them out. They're pretty rad. Um, and he's killing it in both realms. And so you're going to hear him talk uh, really about balancing both of those worlds and the, the pros and cons of each, you know, through his experiences, being comfortably overworked, prioritizing clients, and really just really just how he's making it work. Um, so let me get out of the way. I'm going to let Matt take the wheel, but I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I think hearing Matt really open up and being honest and sharing his experiences uh, can be really helpful for anyone in this position or even, you know, thinking about taking this path or currently transitioning into this path. Um, so, you know, without further ado, here's Matt. Hey, I'm Matt Erickson, and I'm a brand designer, uh, occasional sign painter, and occasional illustrator. Uh, and right now I'm working at a shop called Q, a little design studio out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I'm also freelancing quite a bit on the side as well. I'm kind of at that point where I don't really know where I want to go if I want to freelance or if I want to stay in a studio, but right now I'm finding a good balance between the two, and I think there's benefits for both, and there's also difficulties of both, but you know, you kind of got to do what you got to do, and if it's working, it's working, so yeah. Um, I really do enjoy working in a studio because having some really great people to work under, uh, my creative director, Alan Colvin, he's the principal at Q, he, uh, He's just really amazing about lacing strategy and um, execution in a way that really kind of uh, really works with um, with each client. And I still know there's a ton that I can learn from them. So I really enjoy working there and getting that benefit of being able to contribute to some really meaningful projects. Um, at the same time, there's a lot of stuff that I want to do for myself too. 
there's a lot of like different clients that I love working with uh, on my own. Um, and I think that I can bring something different to the table there, maybe do something that I don't normally do in queue at the studio. I'd be able to go do sign painting and mural painting and maybe some more stuff that I more want to do rather than have to do. Because having a nice basis and a good workload at Q is one thing, but at the same time, not being able to uh, manage that time can be very difficult. But, uh, you know, since I am full-time at a place, that's always got to be my priority. Um, that comes first no matter what. Uh, yeah, I have other clients, but that comes, you know, night times and weekends. Um, which, you know, it gets to be some long weeks. And there's a lot happening. Um, but I think it's pretty fulfilling. And I don't get burnt out as much as I could because I've kind of learned how to balance life and work enough where I'm not going to go crazy or anything. But I like to stay, you know, comfortably overworked. So, um, yeah, other stuff about being at a studio that's great is, you know, there's a consistent paycheck. That's really nice, and it's a good basis uh, to work off of as well. When I do want to freelance, I don't have to worry about where the next paycheck is coming from. I know at least some of it is going to be consistent, so that's a, that's a really nice thing. Um, also, it's nice to be able to work with such a wide group of clients and, uh, you know, really learn from people that have been doing this for a really long time, uh, how they manage their business teaches me a ton about how to manage my business. So um, it's a really great learning experience. And a lot of people I know started a studio before going freelance. And a lot of people go freelance and go to a studio, I guess. <laughs> just kind of depends on what your taste is. But I'm really at that point where I, I'm okay going either way. And if I can do if I can do both and, you know, at the end of the day, be comfortable and happy with what I do, that's great. Because I always want to do more. And I always want to try and figure out what the next big project would be. And whether that's at the studio or if that's uh, um, through my own work. I, uh, I like to keep my options open, I guess. Um, you know, I guess for freelance, you know, I have gotten to in the past where I've bitten off way more than I can chew. Um, yeah, you can always chew more than you think you can, but there's a fine line between, you know, not sleeping much for a couple weeks or, you know, doing a good amount of work. So every so often there would be a great dream project that comes up and I might you know take a little more than I should um on the the home end and uh do a ton of extra work but um you know usually that's pretty rewarding and it's worth it in the end um right when I got out of school and I was just full-on freelancing as hard as I can <laughs> and uh learning how to learn the ropes at the studio um it was pretty overwhelming um I would be working till like you know one or two every night and, you know, getting up and going to work in the morning and then just working and working. And that got pretty tiring after a while. And uh, now I still do that to a point, but it's really only if it's something I really want to invest my time in. So, you know, if it's a brewery brand or something that, you know, we wouldn't be able to support at Q um, with a small budget, but it sounds really fun, I'm absolutely going to take it. But if it's something that's, you know, pretty corporate, high budget, but not interesting. I, it's just not really, I'm at kind of at the position where I don't have to worry about that as much. And I think that's uh, kind of a cool, unique situation. Um, but you know, there, <laughs> I did a, a target mural uh, for one of their new locations in Minneapolis last summer. And it was a really great opportunity, something I couldn't pass up, but I'd say it was probably too much to do and have a full-time day job at the same time because, uh, uh, at first, I got the help of uh, some really great sign painters to help out, and uh, 
you know, I, I will, I was able to, you know, put some time into it and really, uh, start, uh, making a really cool mural. But when it came down to it, uh, and how, you know, corporate timelines work, it ended up uh, pushing out quite a bit. So I probably spent two, a month to two months every single night leaving the studio, biking down to uptown and, uh, painting a mural till about two or three in the morning. And that was a very long time. That's probably not going to happen again, I would say. That was, a, <laughs> it was one of those learning experiences. And you don't really know until you do it, is what I've found. So it, is, it was a rewarding project, and it was really great, and everyone was really great to work with. But when it came down to it in the end, I was really tired. I was really burnt out, and uh, I didn't take a lot of uh, freelance after that. But um, again, you know, if it's worth your time, it's worth your time. I say go for it. If it ends up being too much, bring a friend on to help, um, you know, a fellow designer, or be honest with them right off the bat. That's what I would say. It's like, you know, I do work at a studio full time. I'd love to take this project on, but you know, <laughs> that is going to be my priority. Um, we're going to have to push out the timeline and, you know, make it work for both sides. And generally people are pretty cool with it. If you're um, really open about that, it's, uh, it's usually not an issue. So, um, you know, it's, that is a benefit just being able to be honest with uh, with everybody, be on the same page, and kind of know what you're getting at the beginning. Um, I mean, for pretty much anything when it comes to doing business and uh, being a designer and having clients, <laughs> the more upfront you can be and the more transparent you can be, I think that just uh, that helps no matter what. Um, I've toyed with the idea of just going full freelance a lot of times over the years. Uh, you know, and that pendulum kind of goes back and forth. The more and more that I can, uh, I can do at, say, Q, uh, and the more and more business that I do in my own time, the more I realize that it's a lot of damn work to run your own business and to, uh, um, you know, maintain everything, keep the doors open, keep the lights on, and get all the work done. It's, uh, it's a lot of investment of time and energy, and you only have so much to go around. You know, the more, <laughs> the more that I do see how business is run from both sides, uh, the more I do like the idea of being able to work with somebody because it pulls a little bit off of your shoulders. Um, you know, you have other people that you can depend on to, uh, you know, help you or to write proposals and to do a lot of the strategy, um, not necessarily have to think and write everything at once. Sometimes you can just, you know, um, you can jump on when you need to rather than, you know, do the whole thing writing the whole proposal, budgeting, uh, you know, there's just a lot of moving parts. So I do appreciate um, when working at it, my studio to be able to uh, have a good team to work with. So, you know, I'm still, I'm still on the fence. I don't know what I'm going to do in the future, but as long as I'm doing meaningful, meaningful work and I'm enjoying that work, uh, yeah, I'm having a great time and I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing for now. So if you're at a studio right now, uh, here's some advice of some stuff that you should probably figure out or at least try if you're going to go freelance. Um, I mean, first off, you probably should work at a studio at some point. It's really helpful to see how other people run their business and, you know, go through the ropes. There's there's a lot you can learn just by, you know, getting a few different uh, people's perspectives on how to run a design shop. You can learn uh, a lot of things to do, maybe a lot of things not to do, and uh, it'll help you run your business better. Plus, then you can know for sure if freelance is right for you. And maybe maybe both is. It's definitely an option as long as you know how to, to, to balance it in the end. You know, also the other thing too is you're not going to know everything right away when it comes to running your own business. Like, you're going to make mistakes. And that's super important because 
the more you do that, the more you learn what not to do the next time. So, oh, I didn't charge enough for that. Or I didn't have the right timeline there. I uh, maybe undershot something that I should have overshot. You know, those are things that you just learn over time. You might lose some business. You might get some extra business by accident. You never know what you're going to get, but um, you don't know until you try it. So don't worry about screwing up a project. Like sometimes things just don't work. If you're not the right fit for a client, you don't read that at first. Uh, those are things that happen too. Uh, the other thing too is always ask for help. Like if you don't know something, uh, find somebody in the industry that you look up to. Someone you know, someone maybe you don't even know. Go grab coffee, talk about it. Because, you know, you can't know everything right away. And if they have a good handle on things, uh, they can teach you so much. Uh, I had a mentor, uh, Cade Roy, right when I was getting out of school. And actually, I was still in school. And she, uh, she graduated a few years ahead of me. And she was full-time freelancing, and she taught me so much over the years of, and to get me going mostly, of how to write a contract, how to write a proposal, how to do everything, basically. And uh, I definitely would not be as successful as a freelancer if it wasn't for all of her help. So plug in Cade Roy, check her out. Um, another thing, too, is collaborate, too. You don't have to work on every project yourself. You can uh, talk to other designers. Maybe they're at a studio. Maybe they're not at a studio. If there's a certain skill set that you can't do on your own as a freelancer, why not bring them on too? Uh, it's a good way to uh, not just be sitting at a desk on your own every day or anything like that. It's a great way to get other people's perspectives and work in a, a new way. And you can kind of meet a lot of new people and form some great business relationships that way too. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things that you don't know right away and Again, getting other people's opinions is super helpful. I just read a book by Eli Altman called Run Studio Run. They just did a um, successful Kickstarter campaign to print that book, and it's really, really helpful. I would def definitely recommend you guys read that um, if you can, because it's a, a really good way to talk about running your own small studio. A lot of it applies to freelance. A lot of it reply or applies to maybe even your role in a studio. So learning like learning if you're doing the right thing at your day job or doing the right thing in your own company. There's a lot of a lot of good advice in that. Another thing too is, uh, you know, it's hard to be able to show a lot of work when you're at a studio because usually it's really big projects, a lot of NDAs, things you can't show for quite a long time. So if you're trying to be present online and, you know, bring in more work, that makes it a little bit difficult. But, um... But whenever you can, use Dribble, use Instagram, throw stuff out there. If you have something in progress, it's not so much important to um, have everything all tight and buttoned up anymore. It's really great to show in progress stuff if you can. Um, any chance you can show more work, more people will see it. So totally recommend that too. And, you know, sometimes you just got to go for it. And maybe you have to take an extra project. And uh, those things happen. But give it a shot and you never know what it could turn into. All right, y'all. Uh, big thanks to Matt Erickson for coming on and, and sharing that insight and his perspectives. I hope you guys found it helpful. I hope you found it valuable. Um, definitely check him out if you haven't yet. If you haven't, that's crazy. But <laughs> his uh, website again is ericksondesign.co. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Nick is back. It's not just me. You're welcome. And uh, we will see you there. Maybe in a couple seconds, maybe you're going to listen right on through. Maybe not, right? That's kind of the nice thing about this podcast uh, is we'll see when you're ready, right? I don't know how to end a podcast. I got to learn how to do that. We'll see you there.